Silence while they take the lives of our brothers and sisters and partner. We will not turn a blind eye to the murder with no repercussions. Oh no, we will not. We will not live on our knees. We will die on our feet. This ain't no lie that I speak. All you youngins out here in the streets only wanna shoot people who look like you. You can stay home. You too weak. Oh no, we will not go and repeat the look. So we all know that it's been a lot going on. We know that there's been a lot of shootings. First, it was Philando Castile, and this is just as of late. Alton Sterling, Tyree King, uh, the Tulsa shooting, the Charlotte shooting. And a lot of people are just trying to figure out, like, when is this going to end? When do unarmed black men stop getting killed? Like being murdered in cold blood. I really don't personally have the solution. For the last five years, this is something that has continuously happened. I think we, me, not only even me, but a lot of people in media and just regular people on the everyday, in the everyday world have seen the lives of black people been devalued over the last eight years, the last two terms since Obama's been in office. I think one of the most craziest things is that we actually thought, some of us actually thought that racism at some point in time wouldn't exist. As a black person, if you are a realist and you're more pessimistic than optimistic, then I think you'll understand that racism is never going away. No matter how much money you make, you may be excluded from certain things. You may be able to hang around certain people and be in a different club. But racism itself, it's never going anywhere. It's a learned behavior. For some, it's an an inherited behavior. For others, for me, I, I honestly take pride in talking about race and religion. I'm not a scholar in either, but I am a very opinionated man. And anytime I have the opportunity to speak about race and religion and the flawness that that they uphold, I'm going to talk about it. I try not to speak on things that I may not be educated on or that I may not know everything about, but I'm pretty sure I'm going to give you a, a, a strong opinion. And and we have a right to those. We have a right to freedom of speech, something that Colin Kaepernick, Eric Reed, um, I forgot the other, the soccer player who who kneeled. Everybody has a right to protest peacefully and not to be funny at this point in time, not so peacefully. Black people are tired. I may not say the most eloquent things or relay the message in the best way, but black people are tired, man. This whole scenario and situation that's happening right now in America reminds me of Talk To Me. I think it was called Talk To Me with Don Cheadle and Cedric the Entertainer. And Cedric the Entertainer was the famous DJ back in the 70s at that on that movie. And it was a point in time where I think MLK had got shot and then Malcolm X had got shot. And he was like, when is this going to end? When is our leaders going to stop being killed? These These black men that may not... That, that, that have been killed may not be leaders in their communities, but I'm sure they were leaders in their household. 
Maybe there were leaders in their family. Maybe there were leaders to a little league team or a basketball team or somewhere in a church or maybe just to their brother or a sister. They meant something to somebody. And having a gun or not having a gun doesn't give you the right to take a life. It doesn't give you the right to be judge, juror, and executioner. I'm really trying to gather my thoughts at this point in time because I, I, I really try not to speak on situations like this. But I've been getting text messages and phone calls about what do you have to say? When do you think this will end? It'll never, it'll never end. That's the that's the answer. It'll never end. And 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 a word of advice advice to black people: stop gathering, having town hall meetings amongst black people. We already know what we have an issue with. We already know the issues at hand. We know what we want to stop happening and what we want to start being done for us. We know that we want justice. We know that we're tired of dying. We know that we're systematically or systemically oppressed. We know all of these things. So why are we sitting down talking to each other continuously? Why are we not talking to the people who are actually causing the oppression, who are actually causing the issue? I'm personally not going to one more town hall meeting full of black people. If I, if on the next town hall meeting I go to or the next meeting I go to, if it's not a room full of white people or half and half or the most racist white person telling me or discussing with me through open dialogue about why they hate black people, why the skin is such a big issue. And where did you learn those behaviors from? And if you can justify it, I'm willing to listen, even if it's wrong, because that's the only way the change is going to happen. Change is not going to happen with us continuously talking among ourselves. We've become educated as black people. We've gotten jobs. We're athletes. We're business owners. We're homeowners. We're sisters. We're brothers. We're preachers, flight attendants, engineers, senators, presidents. What the fuck else do we need to be to prove to them that we have worth? A white lady at work asked me the other day what I thought about Colin Kaepernick. And, and I told her, I don't agree or disagree. I just want you to know that the amendments, the Bill of Rights, all these laws, when these laws were written and passed, my ancestors were in chains. They had chains around their necks, their hands, their ankles. Their teeth were being knocked out to be force fed. Their asses were being plugged on ships as they were being brought across the Atlantic to here, to America. So don't talk to me about laws. Don't talk to me about national fucking anthems. That shit means nothing to someone who knows the truth. So my thoughts on Colin Kaepernick is I applaud him for taking a stand. I applaud him for being in this in, in this arena and, and using his pedestal and his platform to do something positive with it. On ESPN today, they said he is 29% out of the, I think out of sports, you know, don't quote me, but I know this, he is the most hated man right now in sports in front of Jameis Winston. And they only hate Jameis Winston because of the possible rape allegations. Same thing that Ben Roethlisberger was, you know, acquitted of two times, I think, if I'm being correct. And she asked me, would you stand for the national anthem? And I said, yeah, I would stand. I mean, it doesn't really, 
I, me personally, I'm trying to do other things outside of just not standing or kneeling or whatever the case may be for the national anthem. Everybody has a different fight and everybody is fighting the same fight when it comes to injustices and racism in a different way. But I do agree with him. And of course, you know, she didn't agree. She didn't agree because she was like, my, my, you know, her ancestors fought in that war to help free slaves. Let me tell you something, man. These wars that everybody keeps talking about to help free slaves, it wasn't the free slaves. Do your history. I'm not here to talk about history, but I do know the story. Do your history. The American War, the Mexican-American War, none of these wars were fought for anybody but white people and their greed and their their need to feel superior over other people. This is not a hate fucking speech, people. But I'm tired of being apologetic about a situation that's happening and that is being caused or have a root cause from a certain group of people and we are scared to address it. Why? Because it's somebody white that's the CEO of our company? That it's somebody white that's writing your paycheck? Nah, man. You may not have been enslaved then, but if you're not saying anything as a black person and you're not doing anything as a black person because of the person who cuts your check, then you might as well be a slave. Kanye Kanye West said it best. They don't, they are mad at Kanye West. I'm paraphrasing, but he spoke about how the media doesn't like him because they can't control him, but they can control everybody else. I've been watching TV the last week watching the news I rare something that I rarely do and on the news when they mention looting not one time when they mention looting have I seen anybody come out of the store with anything in their hands it's always the reporter and then an image of a storefront with the window broken out and it's trashed now I'm not saying it wasn't trashed in the riot but what picture or video have you shown or store clerk have you owner or store clerk or owner have you spoken with that says they looted and stole things out of that? Now, again, I'm not saying that it has happened, but if I'm a white person or a person that doesn't like black people or I'm afraid of black people and this is the message or the agenda that I see. If I'm already scared, I'm going to be more fearful of my life and my security, because if they can do that to their own neighborhoods and they can do this to these stores and steal and loot. Why don't I have a reason to be scared of them? You giving me a reason to be scared of something that I have not seen. But that's the narrative. The media knows what they're doing. So when people ask, is this war or this race war ever going to stop? No, it'll start. The media has a big hand in what is put out there. They don't tell us how to think, but they do tell us what to think about. And we do live in a world where people like to be told what to do, whether they know it or not. I just think. Personally. I want my mother to be able to call me. And just say, hey, I love you. Or ask me how my day is doing, how my day is going. I want her to be able to do that for my brother. But this week and multiple times over the last five years, after incidents like Terrence Kutcher, Trayvon Martin, and other unarmed black men being killed in America, I get the phone call from my mother, my girlfriend, other female friends, 
my brother and other brothers from another mother who have called and said, hey, man, be careful out there. Watch your back. Watch your surroundings. Don't be out too late. Watch yourself when you're in those affluent neighborhoods. I shouldn't have to get that fucking call to tell me to watch out or look out. It's enough things that we got to dodge and, and, and fight twice as hard and work twice as hard for. Now I got to watch out for my life when I'm minding my own damn business. I'm tired of getting that phone call. I turn 34 years old next month. I don't have a kid. Amongst a, a lot of reasons why I don't have a kid. The way this world is now and the where it's going, I don't want to have one. Because I tell you now, if I had a kid and a Trayvon Martin or a Tyree King situation happened, you can lock me up and throw away the key. Because I am going to take vengeance into my own hands. I wrote an open letter today. You can read that at therealityis.com, T-H-A, therealityis.com. And I, I basically wrote a letter just saying we're tired. Nobody... White America, let's be honest. Maybe not all of you, but white America, because it's the majority and not the minority. The majority of white America does not give a shit about what's happening in the black community. Ice Cube said it best. They either don't know, don't care about what's going on in the hood. He had one more part, but I forgot it. But white people, it doesn't directly affect them. The only time I've ever heard a white person call me and be like, oh, my God. What's going on? This is outrageous. The only white person that ever called me was a friend of mine, this white girl who has a, a black kid. Some people say he's mixed. Motherfucker black. He got to drop a black in him. God damn it, he black. And she said that I fear for my son's life at this point in time. And I never, what do I do? I've never had to deal with this growing up. I never even paid attention to this, but because she has a black son, she's more cognizant of it. And I told her the best thing you can do is educate him. You can't keep him in that white people's bubble, that affluent bubble, like nothing can ever happen to him or he can't be touched because just as just as much as or as soon as just as easy as you kiss him on his forehead at night and tuck him in. That's how easy they could take his life the next day. Some people will be like, well, you know, don't you have to worry about telling a kid this an eight, nine year old kid. Tamir Rice was what? 12, 13. He didn't deserve a, to die, but he's dead. I tell people all the time, white people all the time, it would take me quite a bit of time to talk to you, to let you understand or try to make you understand or even be empathetic about why we feel the way we feel. Have you heard stories about your mother telling you how she, when she was a kid, that when she wanted to use a restroom in a, in a department store, her mother had to keep a Folgers crystals can in her purse because the only place that the black people could piss is outside in the back. So imagine your mother, white people, taking you behind a store when you got to use a restroom and pulling out an empty can for you to piss in and a paper towel for you to wipe yourself. Or relieve yourself What would you think If your mother sat at A counter right now Let's What's what's a nice restaurant Let's just say your mother sat at You go to Chili's Fridays Wherever Whatever restaurant And your, your, your dad goes to the bar And he asks for a drink And a black man says No cracker you can't drink here This is a black only bar And 
hits him over the head with a bottle and a mob of black men beat up your white father. What if that was the story that was told to you growing up? What if the story was you tried to educate yourself as a white person, your family tried to educate themselves as a white person, and it was a, a line drawn to keep them marginalized from being able to do certain things? What if if we if, if Africans came to Europe and beat and tricked your people and brought them somewhere else and promised them something, but enslaved them for 400 years? How would you feel about black people? And the funny thing about it is after all of these things that have been done to black people, we still are more accepting of others than people are accepting of us. And the funny thing about it is we have been conditioned and brainwashed to an extent to hate each other. House nigga, feel nigga incident. We've been conditioned. As black people, we don't show up for each other. We don't back each other like we should. I just got through watching Birth of a Nation last week. I think it comes out next week. I, I was blessed to be able to see a private screening. Thanks to the University of Texas at Arlington. And... One thing that I loved about that movie with Nat Turner was the togetherness. The camaraderie that they had to rebel against a system that was not for them. Oftentimes we hear the only way that white people or white men will, will listen to us is by hitting their finances or murdering them. But who wants to live in a world where we have to murder our own people here in America, our fellow Americans to get a point across. It's just not a world that, uh, that I want to live in. It's not, it's not, I want to live in a world where peace is easy, but I don't know if that'll ever happen. We have so many things that are happening around us and none of us have a solution. We're scrambling for a solution. We're trying to create protocol for the police to treat us with some kind of decency and see us as human beings. But a lot of people see us and they and, and we lack the humanity that they want us to have. We lack something that they don't respect we lack something that that they don't care enough to respect us because of the color of our skin but a lot of these races have been groomed and bred to hate black people some white people the funny thing about white people and this is to the good white people the funny thing about good white people is they are so they are so naive and oblivious to the things that are happening they believe in god they believe that there's something beyond the stars they believe that we've been on the moon but they just cannot believe that their grandfather or their mothers were taught to hate i've dated outside of my race and i have not dated outside of my race in a little over five years for reasons that I just don't have the time to discuss right now. But I'll tell you this, white people, racism is alive. Systematic oppression is real. 
hatred of someone because of the color of their skin is real. Oftentimes I talk to my white friends and they be like, I can't understand that this is happening in 2016. Martin Luther King was killed in 1960 something, 63 to 68, one of those. Again, I'm not a historian. That's not even 60 years ago. We're not that far removed. My mother is 54. That's not that long ago. Rodney King was beat in the 80s. That's not that long ago. Malcolm X was killed in the 60s. That's not that long ago. So why are we acting? The the same people who are using billy clubs to beat up Rodney King are now raising kids or have raised kids to probably feel and think the same way that they have thought. Their same doctrines they had, they're passing down. People who are alive, there are black people alive that remember Dr. Martin Luther King getting killed. Those same people are still alive in the black community. You don't think they're alive in the white community still spitting, spitting out that racist rhetoric? We are not that far removed, people. I just hope it gets better. I pray for peace. But like I say all the time, prayer don't change everything. Sometimes we got to get our feet on the ground and put our hands on something and get our wheels to turning and get some kind of togetherness to, to make this happen. With all this going on, we've created black business portals on Facebook and all of that. Well, you know what? I got to tell you something, black people. We can't do this shit by ourselves because we're still battling so many things about how to come together our own damn selves. So for we for us to sit up and act like we just going to be able to do all of this by ourselves, we not. We need white people. We need Hispanics. We need Asians. We need Chinese and Japanese. We need every race to be able to come together. This is not a one culture, one people, one demographic type of thing. Because on any given day, anybody can get it. And until we start, stop thinking with this mindset that we can change it by ourselves, we can't do anything. Stephen A. Smith said it best today. I mean, you can't keep expecting the athletes to do it on their own. If Jerry Jones is, it feels like this is something that's wrong, then you know what? Shut it down. Cancel a goddamn game. Do something to stand up. Standing up and stepping out and speaking is not going to be easy. I was told the other day that my job, possibly somebody on my job or my managers in Jacksonville had been listening to my podcast. Somebody said, are you going to stop talking about the things you talk about? Fuck no. I'd rather lose my job and speak my mind and be honest and intentional about what I want to happen and the change that needs to happen in America and all over the world than to just take a certain amount of money to continue living the decent lifestyle that I live. Money has never been the answer and it won't it won't start being the answer. All I can do is continue to talk, try to answer questions and speak my mind to the best of my ability. To those black people that I know who always want to talk about change and consistency, I challenge you to do more. Well, what can we do? They want to boycott September 26th. Don't go to work. Call in. You call in when you when, when you when you're sick. You call in when you ain't sick. Call in when you want to go somewhere else. Call in for a cause like this. Don't eat at the top food chains. Don't drive. 
Don't spend your money on something at Walmart. Do more than talk on social media. That's all I'm saying. I'm not perfect. I don't do everything right. But I do try to be some kind of activist in some kind of way. And and if I can't do it, I try to support or be a patron of those who are doing something to try to move this generation and this society in the right direction. So I challenge you to do more than just talk. And I challenge you for it to last more than a week, more than a month. Martin Luther King was on his feet, was on the ground for 10 years before all that stuff in Birmingham really took off for him. Malcolm X was on the ground for a while as well. Don't know the time frame, but he was on the ground, his foot on the ground, boots on the ground as well before people really started to acknowledge him. With this podcast, oftentimes I want to give up and people be like, you only been doing it two and a half years. You got to put some more work in. Keep doing it, even when people are listening, whether people are not listening. So I just challenge everybody who listens to this podcast, white, black, Hispanic, most of my listeners are white. I challenge you to start the conversation amongst yourselves. Build up the courage to have that conversation with your black counterparts, your black cohorts. If you have a boyfriend or a girlfriend that's black or opposite race, start the conversation. I challenge white people who go to a church, talk to your youth director, talk to your pastor, have this conversation amongst yourselves at your church. Invite black people in. Create a town hall to where it is not just one race because one race is not going to fix this. I know I told you guys we would come up with a new schedule for the uh, the Reality Is podcast. We're going to try to uh, podcast between Fridays and Sundays. So again, if you want to get on the podcast, you want to leave us an audio message, you can leave those messages at info at therealityis.com. That's info at T-H-A, therealityis.com. You can follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Anchor, and anything else at The Reality Is. You can follow me personally on my Instagram at Sir Robert Poe. That's S-I-R-R-O-B-E-R-T-P-O-E. I am Anthony Roberts on Facebook. You can keep in, uh, keep up to date with all things The Reality Is by going to www.therealityis.com. And again, info at therealityis.com to send us topics uh, if you want to be a special guest on the podcast. But we are going to record Fridays through Saturdays or Fridays through Sundays, and we will be putting out our podcast every Wednesday going forward. And every now and again, I may drop you a jewel like I did today, something maybe between 15 and 30 minutes to keep the podcast rolling. If you want to call in, we're going to create a call in line so you'll be able to call in at any time if you want to listen to the podcast or if you want to hear yourself talk, call in. I'll take those call ins. Again, as only me, I am the host, hostess with the mostest. That was corny. But I'm your host, man. I'll be having special go, uh, special guests and special co-hosts. On this week, we have uh, Louie of Melanin Origins that'll be coming into the studio to podcast with me. And we're going to talk about everything that has to do with Melanin Origins. We're going to talk about some of the things and the injustices and the black men being shot and Black Lives Matter and all that uh, this week on the podcast. Upcoming, uh, we got a couple of special guests coming in. We got a few phone calls coming out of California that I will play and get edited for you and put out on the podcast at a, at a later time. But we are, uh, the guest list is actually filling up. October 14th, October 14th, we're going to be at Wild Detectives with our The Reality Is Presents event on October 14th with Dr. Cat Smith. We have more things coming down the line. We're getting the flyers ready. We'll have it out on social media by next week, so look forward to that. We also have something coming up where The Reality Is, is again, is teaming up with Dallas men, Chris Lewis and Josh Parker of the greater Dallas area, and they're going to be doing their Halloween uh, giveaway uh, of kids 
Um, I just went blank. I had a brain fart. And I don't even have notes. I freestyled this whole podcast. But Dallas men are having a costume giveaway for kids for Halloween. That's coming up here within the next couple of weeks. We'll have more information for you on that on therealityis.com. So, man, just always remember, inhale courage to, to excel success. Be nice to somebody. Let's try to make a change, man, because we all need it. From The Reality Is, this is Anthony Roberts, and I love you guys. Be blessed.